The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. And we just had the singing of the National Anthem. We're just about set for first pitch here at E.A. Rose Park in Nashville, Middle Tennessee, and the Belmont Bruins meeting for the second time this season, John, and the uh, Raiders would like to uh, pick up a win today and avenge that loss earlier in the season. Well, if we can pick up this win today to avenge, one, we'd avenge that loss, and two, I just got a text from uh, RSID Austin Pert. He points out to me that the Raiders have not been very successful when occupying the third base dugout, which we are today. Well, I don't. Which think is a change. I, uh, I just. Uh, <laughs> you don't. Keep I'm up of the with agreement that that does not make a whit of a difference. <laughs> bit of difference, but well, I don't think you. I think you're absolutely but right. You know, about there's that. statistics for everything in baseball. That's right. and I guess that's one, huh? That is one of them. Uh, but uh, that is a difference because uh, uh, for all the years that we've been coming up here, we've been in the first base dugout. You know, I was thinking that when I went down on the field to do my uh, That's right. pregame interview. And uh, I asked about that earlier, and you'll notice that uh, it, down in uh, be, uh, behind the fence line in right field, there is now uh, an indoor facility uh, that uh, they did not have before this year. Thus or the, if they did, it was late in the year. It thus was, the change from yep. third base to first. Throw right. goes down to second as the uh, Raiders will be hitting here in the first inning against the right-hander Rizisca. And uh, Joe Rizisca will be making his uh, ninth start, ninth appearance, ninth start. He's thrown 25 in the third inning. He's given up 23 runs on uh, 15 of them earned on 30 hits, 22 walks. 32 strikeouts, a 5.33 ERA, and 0-2 record. First pitch of the game is high for ball one to Eston Snyder. We're underway at about two minutes after five here on a Tuesday afternoon in Nashville. And the next pitch is a strike. It's one and one. Snyder bounces this one foul pass first. So it's one ball and two strikes to the Raiders' right fielder. Snyder hitting 288. On the season, he has struck three home runs this year. Rosiska with the pitch, and it's over but low. Four ball, two. Two balls, two strikes. There's a ball lined and into left field, a base hit. That's the way you want to start out. So Eston Snyder opens the game with a solid single to left. That will bring J.T. Mabry to the plate. Our perch here in the uh, Rose Stadium uh, press box, considerably lower than what we see at home, a little bit higher than what we had at uh, Georgia State two weeks ago. Yes, a bit. (laughs) Where we were at ground level. J.T. Mabry takes the first pitch for a strike call, nothing and one. Mabry at 333 on the season, two home runs. He has driven in 28. Rosiska comes set, checks the runner, and delivers, and a swing and a miss. No balls, two strikes to Mabry. Rosiska listed at 63-180. He is a freshman out of Webster Groves, Missouri. Ground foul pass there. I bet you know where West Webster Groves is. Sure do. 
Is well, that my, a St. Louis suburb? It is. It uh, It's part of the uh, – somebody needs to go get that baseball. It's part of the uh, – it's in St. Louis County. And so you go out uh, Highway uh, Interstate 44 and – you leave St. Louis uh, proper, and there is Webster Groves. And into the turf and gets away from the catcher, back to the backstop, and that will send Snyder to second base on the wild pitch. One of my favorite St. Louis restaurants is uh, out in Webster Groves. Well, I'm sure Mabry knows uh, where that is because he's from the St. Louis area also. Yeah, he's from out in West County. You go out I-70 to get to the pitch, valley. Pitch low for a ball. One ball, two strikes. Actually, that would be 64 that you go out to the valley. I don't know the difference, John. <laughs> Here's the pitch into the turf, and this time blocked by the catcher Barton and returned to the mound, so it's two and two to J.T. Mabry. Brett Coker will hit next. And the pitch to the plate is bounced to the right side. First baseman has it, tosses to the pitcher covering. They'll get the out at first, but that moves the runner, Snyder, over to third, and he is there with one out. So that uh, was what they call a productive out. That's right. Gets move that, that runner round. over to third base with just one out, and the batter is Brett Coker. Leading hitter for the Raiders. He comes in at 357. Francisco with the pitch, and it's in for a strike. Nothing at one. Coger hitting 333 with runners uh, in scoring position. A little bit better than that, even an even 500 with a runner on third and less than two outs. Swing and a miss, and it's nothing in two on Coker. Belmont uh, conceding the uh, the run on a infield Pitches outside for a ball. One ball and two strikes. The count to the Raiders shortstop. First baseman gives him the uh, first base of the right field line. Pitches low and blocked again by the catcher, Barton. Two and two around their infield. Jones at third. Gallison at short. Rando at second. And Heaton is the first baseman. Catafias in left. There's a ground ball to short. The run's going to score. I think the third baseman picked that up and fired it over to first for the out. And no, I guess it was the shortstop. It was deep in the hole, number eight. Okay. Important thing is that uh, Brett Coker, even without the hit, gets the RBI, drives in that run. Here's Jeremiah Boyd. He's been... Uh, He's been pretty active at the plate uh, in the last week. Jeremiah takes the first pitch for a strike call, nothing and one. Had a home run last Wednesday at Lipscomb and had a couple over the weekend against Rice. Pitch comes high, one and one. So he has upped his home run total to 12 on the season. Had two in a game against Rice, did he not? I think that's right. And then a home run in another game. The pitch is a strike call. One ball, two strikes to Boyd. 12 home runs, 36 driven in. Leads the Raiders in both of those departments. Yeah, he had a couple of home runs on Sunday. That one uh, that he had in the eighth inning on uh, 
on Sunday was a big one because that tied the ball game, as I recall. Bases empty, two outs, and the pitch ball fouled out of play to the right. Run is in here. Snyder, a leadoff single. Went to second on a wild pitch. Went to third on an infield out and scored on an infield out. And one to nothing. Boyd fouls another pitch out of play to the right. It's 3.30 down each line here. Now in right field, they've got about a 50-foot screen or so above the right field fence. So that protects a school property, which is across the way. Pitch fouled again out of play. But it's back beyond the fence. So anything above the yellow line, which is above the green fence, is a home run. That's right. The pitch. Fouled again. That's four in a row. Yeah, he's uh, just protecting the plate uh, on those. Two balls, two strikes. The count to Boyd pushed his average back up over 300 over the weekend. He is now at 301 on the season. Another foul ball out of play. Well, he's, if nothing else, he's running up this kid's pitch count in the first inning. Rizuska with another 2-2 pitch to Boyd. And he hit it to right field, fairly deep. Right fielder back on the track, reaches up, and makes the grab for out number three. Boyd hit it well, but the right fielder Slaughter was back there to take it. In the inning, one run, one hit, nobody left. And we will go to the bottom of the first inning. Middle Tennessee one, Belmont coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the bottom of the first inning. Raiders leading one to nothing. As right-hander Daniel Dewey will get the start for the Raiders, his second start of the season. And he has uh, compiled a 3.86 earned run average, John. Yep, making his sixth appearance, uh, uh, just his second start. He has thrown four and two-thirds innings, giving up three runs, two of them earned on three hits, seven walks, nine strikeouts, 3.86 ERA, a 1-0 record. Opponents hitting 188 against uh, Daniel Dewey. Very small sample size, just uh, four and two-thirds innings, but Started against Tennessee Tech back on March 21st. Went a couple of innings. Struck out four in that start. Pitch low and outside. Well, the key for Daniel today is going to be uh, to not walk folk. 
One ball, no strikes to Slaughter. He's a left-handed hitter. Comes in at 242 on the season. And Dewey with the pitch is outside. Ball two. Dewey's last outing was at Georgia State, went an inning and a third. But he walked three and gave up a run, although he didn't allow a hit. Pitch comes in low for ball three. And he is behind to the leadoff hitter, three balls, no strikes. Jared Vitato behind the plate today with Jennings at third and Coker at short, Mabry at second, right at first, and a call strike. Three and one. Interesting note about Slaughter in their game notes. We'll pass that along in a moment. Three balls and one strike to the right fielder, Sam Slaughter. And Dewey with the pitch, a swing and a miss. Slaughter played on the South Nashville Little League team that went to the 2014 Little League World Series, hit two home runs against Rhode Island in an elimination game and drove in nine runs overall in the final two games of the Southeast Regional. Had a grand slam in the championship game, and he goes down swinging on this 3-2 pitch from Daniel Dewey, and that is out number one. Had a little bit of a uh, piece of that ball, but uh, Jared Vitato able to hang on and uh, record the strikeout. Batters Mason Landers, the designated hitter. He comes in at 278. I noticed on this uh, starting nine of Belmont's, only five of the players started against the Raiders back in February. They have four new faces in the lineup today. Well, they been outside for ball one to Landers. They've been uh, doing a lot of retooling this season. Uh, a lot of their pitching uh, came back, but most of their position players – the people we saw a year ago did not. They all are gone. Strike call to Landers, and the count goes to one and one. If Daniel Dewey can keep throwing that breaking ball like he just threw for strikes like he just did, uh, he's going to be very effective today. One ball, one strike, the count to Landers, and the pitch is swung on and hit in the air to center field. Benson moving over, coming in a few steps. The wind catches it. He'll haul it in for out number two. Two up, two down in the first. Dewey is uh, from the Rockvale community and uh, played at Rockvale High School. So I think he's the first Rockvale player to uh, wear a Blue Raider uniform. Well, I, there aren't many graduates of Rockvale High School at this point, are there? Pretty new school. Camo tops for the Raiders today, the gray pants and the blue caps. And the first pitch is low to Blake Barton, the catcher. Well, you know, I ought to take that back, though, because uh, prior to 19, what was it, 71, 72, someplace along there, there was a Rockvale High School. Yeah, very much so. The folks in that community will be quick to tell you that, too. They will indeed. Pitches low for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Just like all those folks out in Kittrell will tell you about, uh, about their old high school. Walter Hill. Yeah. Christiana. Yep. Two balls, no strikes, the count. Barton waiting, and Dewey's pitch on the way is outside ball three. You know, I think uh, Rockvale has already come back. Uh, Eagleville never left. I think some of those other schools will be coming back as this county just explodes 
well, population-wise, and new schools are being built everywhere. The pitch, a strike called, and it goes to 3-1 and one yes. on Barton. So many of those little schools were in exactly the right place then and have you know, the wheel turns, and they've come back to being in the right places. Two outs here in the first inning. Nobody on. 3-1 the count, and the pitch is mm. inside for ball four. Blake Barton will draw a two-out walk and bring up the cleanup hitter, Brody Heaton, the first baseman. Brody is a right-handed batter, 6'5", 235, out of Newburgh, Indiana. He's hitting 213. Infield uh, shifted around uh, that shift that we saw so often over the weekend. Strike call to Heaton. Three players on the left side of the infield, infielders. D.J. Wright holding the runner at first, so... A lot of territory over there on the right side. One strike to count. Dewey's pitch low and inside for ball one, one and one. So what do you want to do in this situation is work uh, work heating inside so that he can't get extended and uh, push that ball to right field. Check swing, and it's just outside for a ball. Two balls and a strike. Barton, who walked as the runner at first with two outs. We're in the bottom of the first inning. Raiders leading one to nothing. And the right-hander delivers and a ground foul past third. Got out in front of that one a little bit. It's two balls and two strikes. Jeremiah Boyd going down. He is getting his running in, Dick. Ran all the way down there into the corner to get that baseball. Well, he doesn't have anything else to do while the guys are in the field (laughs) as the designated hitter. That's right. The pitch. Swing and a miss. Struck him out, and the inning is over. Heaton down on strikes. And that is all for the Bruins here in the first inning. No runs, no hits. They do leave a runner. We've completed one full inning. Middle Tennessee one, Belmont nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. (sighs) Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Go to the second inning. Raiders leading one to nothing. 
John, did you enjoy your Kentucky ginger ale before the game? That was good, yeah. It was, uh, you know, it was more like a a traditional ginger beer than it was, say, a Canadian, uh, what is it, uh, Canada Dry? Canada Dry tends to be fizzy. It's fizzy. Fizzy and sweet. And this was uh, more of of the, the ginger taste. I liked it. Here is Jackson Galloway to lead it off in the second inning. Galloway, Vita Toe, and D.J. Wright against the right-hander Joe Rosiska. Galloway stands in at 261. Right-hander against right-hander and a strike call. Nothing and one. Nice breaking ball. Just missed outside for a ball, one and one. Galloway got his second home run of the season in the Rice Series, just concluded over the weekend. Swung on, pop foul back out of play, and the count goes to one and two on Jackson Galloway. 68 degrees and windy at game time today. Off-speed pitch in for a strike, and Galloway is out of there. Home plate umpire Marvin King rings him up for out number one, first strikeout for Rosiska. Here's Vitato. Jared hitting 267. And the pitch is swung on, grounded foul past third. One strike. Vitato, one of two left-handed hitters in our lineup today. We don't have many of them. No, we don't. Nor do we have many left-handed throwers. Pitch is a strike call. Caught the outside corner. Nothing and two. It's a good fastball. You see a radar indicator out no, there? No, I haven't John? seen one anywhere, Dick. Low and inside with the pitch, and it's one and two to Vitato. I guess we'll have to tell the difference between fastballs and change-ups the old-fashioned way. Yep. We did it that way for a long time. Yep. Swung on, fouled out of play. Peter Toe is a redshirt freshman. Came in last year. Got off to a good start, hitting over 300, but uh, was injured, and he missed the rest of the season. So he saw a very little action last year. The pitch fouled out of play, and the count holds at one and two. Most of his action this season has been in these midweek games. The one-two pitch on the way, and it's inside. Backed him away. Two and two the count. I noticed in the uh, pregame uh, when they were taking infield, it was uh, Vita Toe and Jeremiah Boyd working behind the plate in the infield uh, drills. Two balls and two strikes. The count to Vita Toe with D.J. Wright waiting to hit next, and a swing and a foul down the left side. So in our vantage point here, which is, as John said, was fairly low to the field, uh, I'm blocked out of the left field corner, and you're blocked (laughs) out of the right field corner. Yeah. Uh, I, I did move over and up just enough that I now can see first base, which I couldn't earlier. Three and two now, and Vitato slams it into right field, and that is going to be caught by Slaughter, the right fielder. 
That's the Sunfield here. And he uh, froze for just a moment till he got his sights on it. Was able to make the catch for out number two. Two outs. Here's D.J. Wright. Raider first baseman comes in at 259. He is a fifth-year senior. About an hour from now, that right, uh, both of these right fielders are going to have all kinds of trouble seeing the baseball. Strike call. That was a good fastball. Caught the outside corner, and it's 0-1. And, and fouls this one back out of play, and the count goes quickly to 0-2. This uh, field, uh, E.A. Rose, is up on a little bit of a rise anyway, and that wind uh, can really play havoc. And that, with the combined with the sun, will make yeah, that will make right field a rather hazardous position. One ball, two strike. If it's not already, pitch is low. Ball three, or ball two rather, two and two. Right now, a little bit of trouble reading the the balls and strikes on the scoreboard. A lot of trouble. <laughs> low ball three, full count. To D.J. Wright, Gabe Jennings waiting to hit next. Two outs, bases empty, second inning, Raiders leading one to nothing, and D.J. fouls it out of play. Uh, so this field is not on the Belmont campus. No, not, not even real close. There's ball four outside, and Wright draws a two-out walk. Uh, the problem with the scoreboard is that the lights just don't show up uh, with all that sun. I went to the doctor yesterday. You know, I had uh, some work done on my cataracts a couple of weeks ago. Right. And he said, well, how did you do? And I said, you mean the real test? And Pitch outside to Jennings for ball one. The real test was whether or not I could read all the numbers on the scoreboard at Reese Smith Field without my glasses, and I passed. So the problem here is not that I can't see the numbers. You just can't see them because of the goes, and the ball hit up the middle. Shortstop will take it on a line drive and retire the side. Or actually, that was the second baseman, I think, who made that yeah. catch rando. So Jennings retired for out number three. Runner was moving on the pitch. No runs, no hits, one left. Go to the bottom of the second inning. Middle Tennessee one, Belmont nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. 
And we take this game to the bottom of the second inning. The Raiders leading one to nothing. Daniel Dewey on the mound. Had a uh, good first inning with two strikeouts. He did walk a batter. Will have no hits. Jeff Clark will lead it off for Belmont. He's a left-handed batter. He is one of those players who did not play against the Raiders in the first meeting back in February. Clark is listed at 6'1", 190. He's a junior from Irving, Texas. Dewey pitches out of the set position, and the first pitch is low for ball one. You know, you were talking about what you can and what you can't see. One of the things I can see, not only can I see the left field corner, but out beyond it is uh, downtown Nashville, the Bat Building. And that I cannot see. Pitches uh, into the turf, ball two, back to the backstop. If I lean out real far, Mm -hmm. I can see it. Two balls, no strikes. Clark hitting 292 with five home runs. So he has moved into their starting lineup, done a good job. He is the center fielder. 2-0 pitch from Dewey, swung on, hit in the air down the left field line. It's going to be a foul ball, and that one's going to be out of play. That goes to two balls and a strike on Clark. So we just passed that school, and what would you say that, which school was that? Edge. Edge Hill, maybe. Edge Hill. Uh, we're certainly in the Edge Hill neighborhood. Ball popped up. Coker moving back, shading his eyes. He will make the catch in shallow center field. So Clark pops out, and that is out number one. Well, I noticed a lot of the kids who had just gotten out of school when we got here. It's a big line at the concession stand, John. They were getting that uh, post-school <laughs> Refreshment. They were. One out in the second. The batter is Jack Rando. He's the second baseman. Caught that line drive for the last out uh, off the bat of Gabe Jennings a moment ago. Takes the pitch low for ball one. Rando in the first game between the two was one out of two and had a couple of walks. That is actually Rose Park Middle School. Okay. I just looked that up. Pitch outside. Two balls, no strikes to Rando. And this is, of course, Edge Hill Avenue that we're on. And this is E.A. Rose Park. Right. And if you go down about a block and two blocks, you get to 8th Avenue. And on the other side of 8th Avenue, uh, Edge Hill Avenue becomes Chestnut Street. And you go down another block, and that's... uh, where Greer Stadium was for so many years. Rando's worked the count to 3-0 and now, and Dewey's pitch is low for ball four. Oh, that was a pretty good-looking pitch. Four-pitch walk to Rando, his second. Dewey's second walk of the game. The batter is Max Jones, the third baseman. Of course, when we uh, started coming up here to cover Belmont Middle Tennessee baseball, that's uh, where we played, was down the, down the hill at uh, Greer Stadium. Right. Jones, a right-handed batter, hitting 197. Foot uh, deep in the right-hand hitter's box and takes the pitch outside for ball one. Let's see, Jones is a junior from Pekin, Illinois. 
transfer from Illinois Central College. Uh, I think that may be a junior college. I think it is. One ball, no strikes. Check swing and held up in time. Ball two. Two balls, no strikes. We've had a lot of players over the years at uh, MTSU. Jerry Myers wants to talk to Daniel Dewey. We've had a lot of players over the years from the, that from those uh, what was that uh, Midwest Junior Colleges, Central uh, Central Illinois Junior Colleges. Yeah. So, Coach. Uh, Myers, after a four-pitch walk and the first two pitches out of the zone to Jones, trying to settle his young right-hander down a little bit, meeting with Daniel Dewey and his catcher, Vitato, on the pitcher's mound. Giving him some some tips on mechanics, I suspect. Home plate umpire going to go out and break up the lesson. Raiders are back home this weekend against Louisiana Tech. And Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6 o'clock for the Friday game. Like to see you out there. Saturday at 3 o'clock, Sunday at 1 p.m. As of right now. Two balls, no strikes, the count to Jones. Coach Myers back in the dugout, and Dewey ready to work. Raider infield, double play depth, and the pitch. Inside, almost hit him, and that uh, will take care of the double play as the runner goes to second base on a wild pitch. Usually when Coach Myers comes out to talk to a pitcher, you get a little bit better result on the first offering after that meeting ends up. So it's 3-0 and now. And the pitch to the plate is low and inside, ball four. That's eight straight out of the strike zone. Can you see the bullpen, John? I sure can. Nothing happening right now. I suspect that that will change very shortly. The right fielder, Catafias. Chase Catafias is a sophomore. And this is a California youngster. Ladera Ranch, California. Sophomore. Came here out of high school. Two on, one out here in the second inning. The pitch is low for a ball, and that's nine straight. Didn't miss by much, though. For the most part, uh, when he's missing, he's missing close to the plate. He's had a couple that... Got down and away, but they, see that, that one just misses the knees. Ball yeah, two. That uh, that had the plate just didn't wasn't high enough. So that's ten in a row out of the zone. Kind of bias. Right-handed batter waiting, and the pitch to the plate is a strike called. Two and one. You almost were certain he was going to take that pitch. Mm-hmm. I think I take until until uh, he shows me he can throw a strike. The double play is back in order now with runners at first and second. And Dewey's pitch swung on, hit to right field. Coming hard is going to be Snyder. He'll make a running catch. And close enough to the infield to almost hand it to D.J. Wright at first base. And that is out number two. That one could have been trouble. 
Snyder was quick to the ball. First and second, two outs. The batter is Caden Gallison. Jalen shortstop and the number nine hitter. Jalen Wirtz has just gotten up, uh, started throwing in the Raider bullpen. Gallison making only his second start of the season. He is the shortstop today. And slams it in the hole and off the glove of Jennings. Coker picks it up, nowhere to go with it, and the bases are loaded. That's got to be an infield single. So Gallison, who had batted only five times this season with one hit, it's an infield hit to load the bases. It, uh, that ball was not hit all that hard. Gabe Jennings was able to get his glove on it, uh, Coker backing him up, and that probably kept uh, – a run from scoring. That'll bring up Slaughter, the leadoff man. The pitch is low. Oh, they had the runner trail. He was far off first base. I think he, he, he thought he was going to steal second base, and all of a sudden he looked up and said, oh, there's a guy already down there. Yeah, second base occupied. And but he's saying, I don't know whether I want to go back to the dugout right now. First pitch was a ball to Slaughter, who struck out in the first inning. And the pitch grounded, foul pass first. One and one. Runner at first, not quite as aggressive <laughs> as he was on that first pitch. I suspect that uh, he's feeling a little bit sheepish right now. One ball, one strike to count. Bases loaded here in the second inning. Two outs. Daniel Dewey's pitch, swung on and missed. Got him on a breaking ball in. Kind of handcuffed him on that mm -hmm. one. One and two the count. Dewey comes set. And the one-two pitch is outside. Two and two. Raiders scored a run in the first inning. And it's holding up so far, one to nothing. We're in the bottom of the second. But the Bruins have the bases loaded. Two outs. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Just Ooh. outside for ball three. Uh, that was where uh, Vita Toe was set up. I think they were uh, counting on uh, Slaughter to go fishing. He did not. Three and two, bases loaded. Runners should be off with the pitch. There they go. And it's fouled out of play. We'll do it all over again. So this time, Gallison can run with no fear <laughs> of reprisal. Well, you know, I've, uh, he's, uh, he's had some time now to think about that. If he uh, goes back to the dugout, he says, man, I really thought it was a 3-2 count. Here's the pitch. And inside walked him, and a run is going to come in. Jack Randall will cross home plate. Slaughter gets an RBI the easy way. Bases remain loaded with two outs. That's the fourth walk allowed by... Dewey, and the batter will be Mason Landers, the designated hitter. 
fly to center field in the first inning. Right-handed batter. First pitch to him. Swung on. Popped up in the infield. That's going to be caught by Mabry for the third out. So Dewey gets out of there, but not before one run scores on one hit and three men are left on base. We've completed two full innings. Middle Tennessee one, Belmont one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Jackson Underwood's parents are there because I met them. Talked to them. A number of Blue Raider followers are here today. A lot of parents, I'm sure. We go to the third. Luke Benson will lead it off for the Raiders. Benson, Snyder, Mabry against the right-hander, Joe Rizuska. Gotten off to a much better start than he did in the February game at uh, Reese Smith Field. Here's Vincent. He's upped his average to 330 and has been a valuable cog for the Raiders out of that number nine spot. Takes an off-speed pitch for a strike. Well, he's hunting a heater. What do you think? <laughs> Last one he saw left the ballpark. Swing and a foul, and the count will go to 0-2 on Vincent. First home run of the season was a game winner on Sunday, bottom of the 11th inning. Blowing inside with a fastball. One ball, two strikes to Vincent. Eston Snyder waiting to hit next. Raiders, good speed at the bottom and the top of the lineup. Just, oh, I sort of say he just missed. That was a delayed strike call by the home plate umpire, so that is a called third strike. And that's the second strikeout for Rosiska. And both have been called third strikes. Here's Easton Snyder. Infield hit in the first inning. Scored the Raiders' only run. Fouls the first pitch off. Strike one. Rosiska's pitch held up and took it for ball one. One and one to Snyder. Check swing and a ball low. Two balls on a strike. Got a 1-1 game. We're in the top of the third inning. 
Outside ball three, three and one. Right-hander delivers. A strike is called. It's three and two. Ball four is way outside, and Snyder on base for the second straight at bat. Advanced the second on a wild pitch uh, back in the first. Here is J.T. Mabry grinded out to the first baseman. In the first inning. But that ground out sent Snyder to third, and he scored from there on Coker's ground out. Throw to first, and Snyder back. Kevin Nichols coaching third base. Mark Deluja, first base coach. Swing and a foul out of play to the right. One strike to JT. Right-hander comes set, and the ball hit the third. They're going to go to second out there. The throw to first high. Pull the first baseman off. So that'll be a 5-4 put out at second base. On the force play on Snyder coming down, and Mabry will be safe on the fielder's choice. As they always say, you can't assume a double play. Right. He would have been out with a good throw. I mean, had the first baseman been able to hold the back. Right. I agree. So two outs, a runner at first for Brett Coker. Rizisco will throw to first instead, and the runner is back. Coker grounded to short in the first inning, and that produced a run in this 1-1 game. Another throw almost caught him leaning the wrong way, but he got back. Mabry with the league draws another throw. They must think that's Ricky Henderson over there. <laughs> Three straight throws to first base. Jalen Wirtz back throwing. Breaking ball high to Coker, ball one. Wouldn't be surprised to see him entering the ball game in the top of the – or in the bottom of the third. Right-hander comes set. The runner goes, and a ground ball to short. The play will be to first. And plenty of time to get Coker for out number three. So they started the runner, but to no avail. Coker grounds out short to first. That is all in the third. No runs, no hits. One left. We'll go to the bottom of the third inning. Raiders one, Belmont one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. 
At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Daniel Dewey back out for his third inning. He'll pitch to Barton, the catcher who drew a walk in the first inning, and I expect Dewey may be on a short lease. I would think so. He's uh, here in the third inning. He's already up to 44 pitches. He has walked four in the first two innings, but he's allowed only one scratch hit. And he has a couple of strikeouts. Right-hander delivers, and Barton takes it just a bit low. Looked like a pretty good pitch. Ball one. The count to Barton. You're right, John. Uh, He has been around the plate most of the game. That one misses low and inside. 2-0. Yeah, Jalen Wirtz is uh, throwing in uh, game mode out there in the Raider bullpen right now. A little bit high. Ball three to Barton. I expect if he walks, we'll see a pitching change. He's missing by what the distance between your thumb and your second finger when you spread it. Not by much. There's a strike call, three and one. Barton, the catcher sophomore, hitting 270. Hits in the number three slot in their lineup. Swings and fouls it out of play to the right. That will run the count full. Three and two. First baseman Heaton waiting to hit next. Dewey's 3-2 pitch. Ground ball chopped high off the turf. Coker fires to first in time. So Barton, after Dewey falls behind 3-0, and oh, comes back to get him on a ground ball to short. That's out number one in the third inning. Nice high hop. That last hop, uh, if you're playing on grass, that's a much closer play at first base. Here's Brody Heaton, the first baseman. Dewey struck him out in the first inning. One out in the third. It's a 1-1 game. Pitch is swung on. Fly ball right field. Might be trouble. Long run for Snyder. It's going to drop in there. Just could not get there. Uh, It's a little pop fly single. And Heaton is at first base with one out. Second hit for the Bruins. Clark, the center fielder, stands in. A left-handed hitter popped out to Coker. That shortstop in the second inning. 
Well, you'd like to say, hey, sure would be nice to have a ground ball. You know, we haven't had a ground ball out in this ball game, or at least on this side. Line drive. That's trouble. That drops in front of Snyder. He'll field it on the hop. Got a quick throw into second base, and if he had not been uh, running hard, he might have been out at second, but he got in there, and it's first and second with one out. Third hit for the Bruins. Back-to-back singles by Heaton and Clark will bring up Rando, the second baseman. He drew a four-pitch walk in the second inning. Well, that back foot of his is almost out of the batter's box. The pitch to the plate. One outside, ball one. One of the things that uh, does not go away when you've got this – this turf field like that uh, would be those lines. Can't the, scuff them out anymore. Dewey yeah. with the pitch, and it's taken low, blocked by Vitato, ball two. Vitato kept that ball in front of him. <clears throat> two balls, no strikes. Check on the runner at second to pitch. Fly ball left field, and Galloway dives. He caught that one. Quick throw back to second, and the runner gets back in time. That's what a one, nice play by Galloway. That's one of those that you take a chance, uh, Dick. If you don't come up with that ball, it's to the wall, and a couple of runs are going to score. But instead, uh, Raiders have a chance to get out of this uh, inning with Nothing across. That rates a star. Two outs, runners first and second. Here's Max Jones. He also drew a walk in the second inning. Right hand hitting third baseman. And Dewey with the pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike one. Jones was... say uh, As he backed out of the box, I should have got that. I should have got that. Dewey comes set, and the pitch is just inside for ball one, one and one. Runners at first and second, two outs. Ooh, just missed on that pitch. Yeah. Uh, Dewey turns his back to home plate. He thought that was a strike. Dewey comes from that uh, three-quarters arm angle. And one of the things you have to be careful about is getting too much plate. Two and one. Missed outside with that pitch, and it's three and one. Comes across almost like a sidearm pitch, and it's awfully easy to find too much the middle of that plate. Three balls and a strike. Swing and a foul. Out of play and the count goes full. And once again, we'll have runners going on this pitch. Three and two with two on and two out here in the third inning in a 1-1 game. Dewey sets and delivers on a ground ball. Left side going to go foul. 
about halfway down the third baseline. It bounced out of play. So Jones returns to the plate. The two runners likewise to their bases, and we'll do it all over again. Three and two. The runners go. The pitch is swung on, hit on a hop to Coker. He'll make the play to first in time for the out. And Dewey gets out of the third. They go short to first for the third out. In the inning, no runs, two hits, and two men on, or left on. Totals after three for Middle Tennessee, one run, one hit, no errors. For Belmont, one run, three hits, no errors. One to one as we go to the fourth inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. We take this game to the fourth inning. It is a 1-1 game. The Bruins will have a new pitcher to start the fourth inning as Rosiska is out after having gone three innings and allowing only one run and one hit. The new pitcher is Simon Tesh. He is a right-hander. Out of Knoxville, Tennessee, he is a freshman. Making his 12th, uh, 13th appearance. He's thrown 24 innings, six runs, five of them earned on 22 hits, seven walks, 17 strikeouts, 188 ERA with no record. Jeremiah Boyd will be the first batter to face him and takes the strike call, nothing in one. Boyd, Galloway, and Vitato here in the fourth in a 1-1 game. Tesh comes set and delivers to Boyd a swing and a miss, and he almost screwed himself down into the turf. Went down to one me. Oh, and two. It's a good way to hurt your ankle because that turf doesn't give too much. Doesn't he's, give much at all, does he? He's, he's walking walking around now testing it. It's kind of like a, a pivot in basketball. But the uh, ankle didn't want to move. I think we're going to be seeing a new pitcher for the Raiders. 0-2, and he lines it to center field for a base hit. There you go. 
Jeremiah Boyd with an 0-2 count. Solid single to center. That is the second hit for the Raiders in the game, and the batter will be Jackson Galloway. He was called out on strikes in the second inning. Daniel Dewey has uh, gone down to the bullpen, so I think he's probably through for the day. So it'll probably be Wirtz coming on in the fourth for the Raiders. Tesh with the pitch. Low, ball one. Doesn't spell his name the same way as our former basketball standout, Tesh, Ayutin Tesh, from Brazil. Pitch is lined and one hop to the shortstop. Over to second, out, throw to first, out. Can't hit it much harder than Galloway just hit it, but right at the shortstop. Uh, who started the double play, 6-4-3. And now it will be Jared Vitato. So Galloway grounds sharply into a double play, and there are two outs, base is empty. 30th double play of the season for Belmont. The pitch. Vitato hits it to the right side in the hole. Second baseman stops, picks it up, throws to first. Safe. Vitato with that blazing speed that most catchers have. <laughs> Beat it out. So uh, would you say that is a, uh, uh, a infield single since the second baseman made the play, or is it a single to right field because it got into the green? And well, that, he, was, he was in right field. It's a single either way you've. Yeah, the umpire's your turn. Second hit in the inning off Tesh, and the batter is D.J. Wright. And the umpires have gone down to uh, to look at, I guess, a replay. They're taking a break. So while they take a break, so will we. We'll be back with more baseball after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm gonna bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. One to one game as Jared Vitato just beat out a uh, hit the second baseman, had to go into right field to make the play. Vitato was called safe at first. The umpires disappeared somewhere, and now they say he's out. Wow. So that was a challenge play, and Belmont wins the challenge. So score it four to three, and that's why we kind of keep score our scorebooks with a pencil. 
You got that right. Because I'd always put that down as an infield hit. So in the inning, no runs, one hit, and nobody left on. And we'll go to the bottom half of the fourth inning. Middle Tennessee won, Belmont won on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Take you into the bottom of the fourth inning in a one-to-one game. As, as we thought, the Raiders have made a pitching change. Right-hander Jalen Wirtz will check in and replace Daniel Dewey on the mound. Uh, Jalen Wirtz making his 10th appearance, uh, seventh in relief. He's thrown 16 in the third innings, given up 17 runs, uh, 15 of them earned on 22 hits, 11 walks, 11 strikeouts. He's got an 8.27 ERA, a 1-0 record. Final line on Daniel Dewey, he goes three innings, gives up one run. It was earned on one hit, four walks, and two strikeouts. Wirtz hasn't pitched in a while. His last appearance, April the 14th at UTSA. Pitched two-thirds of an inning, gave up three runs, three hits. No, one hit, three runs, but he walked a couple. And he will face the right-handed hitting, Catafias. First pitch is a ball. Got a fire slide to right field in the second inning. Works for the pitch, and it's lined in the left field for a base hit. Galloway feels it on a couple of hops, gets it back in, and a leadoff single starts the Belmont fourth inning. Well, I thought Dewey had a... uh, Reasonably good uh, outing, except for the uh, bases on balls. Yeah, you uh, managed to pitch around all but one of them. One of them ended up being an RBI walk. That one run that he gave up, going to look at bunt, he offered, surely. What they yes, call? They, yeah, they, uh, say that the. Peeled down to first. The first base umpire said, yes, indeed. This is Gallison, who had an infield hit in the second inning. Works a big guy, 6'4". The pitch outside for a ball, one and one. 
Leadoff man on here in the fourth for the Bruins. Catafias. Long look by Wurtz, not Bunnick. Mm. Takes it outside, ball two, two and one. Raiders scored in the first inning. Belmont countered with a run in the second. That's where we are now, 1-1. One, one. The pitch. Ground foul or ground ball to first. Wright did not see the ball. Yeah, he it, lost that in the sun. And it got by him down the right field line, throw to second and safe. Runners at second and third. D.J. Wright never moved. No. That ball was a, kind of a squib hit down the first base side. And that now was, the umpires are going to walk out and see I, 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 what the deal is you know, the here. The way the D.J. reacted to it, I, either he didn't see it or it he hit the batter's foot perhaps. Yeah, I, I, that was the way that he uh, seemed to react. D.J. never moved. The ball was hit and if within, that, what, one step of him. Yeah, and if that uh, uh, is not overturned, that may be the softest hit double. Should have been a double play ball. It just uh, went right past the Raider first baseman and rolled down the right field line. Snyder picked it up and made a quick throw to second, but the runner slid in there ahead of the tag. So second and third, no outs. If the play stands, we will hold and uh, wait for a decision. Raiders home this weekend against Louisiana Tech. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6 o'clock. Friday night, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock on Sunday. And uh, good to see our old buddy Dave Nitz again, the uh, mm -hmm. longtime broadcaster for Louisiana Tech. And that's an important series uh, for the Raiders because uh, – Raiders at uh, 10 and 8 are fourth in Conference USA. Louisiana Tech is one game behind them at 9 and 9. Other games being played today, and these are all non conference games, of course. Charlotte is at Winthrop. Florida Atlantic is at Miami for good rivalry there. Western Kentucky at Austin P. That's another rivalry game. And uh, Dallas Baptist is at Texas Christian, and I would assume that's, that's probably a rivalry game. They say the runner is safe, so that would be a double for wow. Gallison. That's about the cheapest double you'll you'll ever see. Second Shit. and third, no outs. Yeah, you look at that play and said, you know, instead of having runners at second and third. With nobody out, uh, there should be nobody on base with two outs. Here is Slaughter, the leadoff batter. He has struck out and walked. Hmm. So Wirtz is going to have to pitch around this if he gets out of this inning. Left-hand hitter stands in and takes a strike call, nothing in one. DJ wearing sunglasses, it 
just didn't see the baseball. Pitch comes inside. One ball, one strike to Slaughter. Runner at third is Catafias. Gallison at second base. No outs. And Wirtz with the pitch. Fouled out of play. Count goes to one and two on Slaughter. Struck out in the first inning. Walked in the second. Both times against Daniel Dewey. And the pitch. Missed outside. Count will go to two and two. Getting a few shadows now as mm -hmm. it's coming across the third baseline here at uh, Rose Park. The pitch drilled to right field. That is going to be caught by Snyder. Runner tags. Here comes the throw. It's cut off, and Belmont leads 2-1. to one. That will go as a sacrifice fly for Slaughter. That's out number one. As Catafias tagged and scored after the catch. DJ Wright uh, cut that ball off, and uh, that uh, kept the runner at, uh, in place at second base. So one out, runner at second. Here is Mason Landers, who has flied to center and popped out to the second baseman. 0 for 2. Works with the pitch, hit him. He caught him on the left arm. So right away they go back to two men on. Action in the Raider bullpen. The batter is Blake Barton, the catcher. So first and second, one out. They set up a possible double play if the Raiders could get a ground ball out of Barton. Looks like Justin Lee throwing in the uh, Raider bullpen. Wirtz comes set in the pitch. And at the knees for a strike. Nothing in one to Barton. And runner dancing around at second base. The pitch just missed the outside corner. One and one. That was close enough to have been called a strike. Oh, you got that right. One ball, one strike to Barton. Throw back to second and the runner back in there. He'd been doing a lot of fancy footwork out mm -hmm. there on the base path. One and one to Barton. A little bit calmer now. And works for the pitch. Misses high. Two balls on a strike. Right before that pitch, they uh, moved uh, J.T. Mabry back on the third base side of second base. Ground ball to short. Coker up. Goes to second. Out. Throw to first. 
out. That's a 6-4-3 double play, and the Raiders are out of the inning. But in the inning, one run, two hits, and a runner left. We have completed four full innings. Belmont two, Middle Tennessee one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Throw the fifth inning as the Raiders find themselves trailing for the first time in the game. Two to one, Belmont. That double play that ended the fourth inning was the Raiders' 28th of the season. And it will be. D.J. Wright to lead off. He drew a walk in the second inning. Raider first baseman. He was involved in a rather unusual play in the bottom of the fourth. He is a really good defensive first baseman. I just got to believe that he either thought that ball, the way it came off the bat, uh, it might have there's a swing and a ball hit around the right field line. That's a fair ball. Wright will turn it first, and he's going for two. Throw to the bag, and second is not in time. D.J. with a double leading off here in the fifth inning. Yeah, and it, uh, he didn't hit that ball very hard. What do we got here? Third baseman, number eight. Oh, I, I, I got it. They're taking the uh, – <laughs> the umpire was helping out by – carrying that uh, whatever that uh, piece of armor that DJ was wearing. So for Wright, that's a hustle double. Only his third double of the season. He's at second base with nobody out for Gabe Jennings. Around to bunt, takes it outside, ball one. Yeah, to finish up uh, my thought on that, he is such a good defensive uh, first baseman. You got to think that he thought maybe that ball, either he didn't see it or it came off the batter's foot because he just did not react to it at all, did he? Outside ball two, two and oh. To Jennings, who popped out in the second inning. So the Raiders have the tying run in scoring position here in the fifth, trailing two to one. Tesh, the right-hander, for the pitch, bunt. Third baseman's going to handle it. Only play will be to first, and it is in time. Sacrifice bunt will send the Raiders runner to third. 
So right at third base with one out. And the batter is Luke Vincent. Would you be surprised to see another bunt? Uh, not me. Vincent called out on strikes in the third inning. Neither would the third baseman. He's up on the green turf at third base. D.J. Wright, the runner over there. Vincent likes hitting with uh, runner at third and less than two outs. Takes a pitch high for ball one. What was that? that? He just kind of floated that up. I bet you if we'd had radar on it, that might have come up at 74 miles an hour, if not slower. Luke, ball, six, no strikes the count. Six for nine with uh, runners on third. Ball two is outside, 2-0. and oh. They're not even going to give him anything to bunt. Tesh working in his second inning. The pitch. Strike call showed no uh, no intention to bunt there. Two and one the count. Well, I guess once you become a mighty home run hitter, you're not going to bunt as frequently. There huh? you go. <laughs> the 2-1 pitch. Swung on, pop fly, left field. Wright's going to tag. Anybody going to catch that? The shortstop takes it. Wright's coming home, and he is in there sliding headfirst across home plate. The throw was a little late, and that is a sacrifice fly to the shortstop. You don't see that very often, but you also don't see uh, the shortstop going that deep into uh, that deep and close to the line. So Luke Vincent gets an RBI. That's his 17th of the season. Game is tied at 2-2. And there are two outs here in the fifth for Eston Snyder. He has singled and walked and lines this one in the left field. And it's going to be caught out there with the left fielder, Catafias, moving into the gap. That ball was well struck, but left fielder was able to get there in time. And that's the third out. But... In the inning, after the leadoff double, sacrifice bunt, sacrifice fly, the run is in. One run, one hit. Nobody left. Halfway home in this game, Middle Tennessee 2, Belmont 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports. We go to the fifth inning in a 2-2 game. Jalen Wirtz uh, will start his second inning of work. 
Got to him for a run in the fourth. And it will be Brody Heaton, the first baseman, to lead off for Belmont. One out of two. Had a single in the third off Daniel Dewey. Wirtz ready to work. First pitch comes inside for ball one. Justin Lee was throwing uh, last inning in the Raider bullpen. He's back up uh, to staying loose. I think he's probably ready. There's a ball drilled to third. It's a fair ball. Jennings up with it on the line, throws to first. That was an excellent play by Gabe Jennings. That sure was, was right on the line, deep at third, and Jennings gunned him out with a strong throw. And it was the throw that made that play. You know, there was quite often you've got a little bit of a loft in that throw. Not that one. That was a, uh, that was a fastball strike. So one out in the fifth. The batter is Jeff Clark, the center fielder. He has a single and two trips. Takes an off-speed pitch for a strike. Nothing yeah, one. I'm looking down at uh, D.J. Wright. He's got his sunglasses on. He's still got his, his hands up trying to shade the, the sun. That's a tough position yeah. for a first baseman. That's right. It's just missed a bit high. Ball one. One and one. Count to Clark. That uh, sun is starting to get low in the west, and uh, it's making it uh, tough on. Uh, There's a ball drilled into right center. That's in the gap, and we cut off by Benson on one hop. Gets it back in, and Clark with his second hit of the game. He's at first with one out. Second baseman, number 39, Jack Rando. Uh, it's Snyder, JT Mabry, Wright. All three of those got the sun right into their eyes. So one on, one out in the fifth. Jack Rando, the second baseman, has walked and scored and has been retired on a great catch by Galloway in left field, a diving catch. Tap foul over by the Raider. Dug out down the third base side, nothing in one. Years ago, there was a, a, a ballpark in the Eastern League. Where was it? Pittsfield, maybe? And at a certain time of the day, they had to just call a take a break in the ball game because of the sun. There's a ball hit in the right center. Vincent moving over. He'll make the grab there for out number two. You almost feel the way the sun is working. You probably got a, what, about a 10-minute stretch in there that it's just really, really difficult. And now Wright playing first base, having to hold the runner, and he's still having to shade his eyes from the sun with his mitt. Two outs, runner at first. Here's Jones, has walked and grounded out. Jalen Wirtz with the pitch. That is just outside. He had a notion, but held up. Ball one. Lights have been on since uh, before we uh, arrived here in the press box. You could see them from the street driving up. One ball, no strikes. Popped up. 
See if that's playable. Galloway's moving over. It's down the left field line, and he's going to gather it in. In In fair fair territory for out number three. That is going to be all for the Bruins. No runs, one hit, and one left. We have completed five full innings. Middle Tennessee 2, Belmont 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Is that the sound of an ooey, gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. We go to the sixth inning. JT Mabry will lead things off for the Raiders. Mabry, Coker, and Boyd. Pretty good trio coming up here in the sixth inning and a 2-2 ball game. Mabry's 0 for 2. Started the game hitting 333. The pitch is inside for ball one. Tesh starting his third inning of work. He's allowed one run and three hits. Tesh leads usually. One run and two hits. And his uh, first, uh, and he's thrown only in relief. He's thrown 24 innings in his first 12 appearances. So looks like a third inning is a. Probably about as far as he'll go. Here's the pitch. Mabry takes it low. Two balls, one strike. And you can read the scoreboard a little bit better now, John. Yeah, you can actually tell that there are that there are lights out there. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swung on and drilled out, out in play. Front. Turned a little soon on a breaking ball yeah. there. Way out in front. 2-2. 68 degrees when we started, and with the shadows coming in, it'll cool down a little bit. Not exactly shirt sleeve weather here today, but bright sunshine. Right now it's saying 66. That wind is is still showing seven. That's foul as well. 2-2 the count remains to J.T. Mabry. That wind, uh, even though they're saying it's still at seven, uh, it is not the factor that it was earlier. Looking out beyond the uh, left field wall to the American flag, and it's uh, it's just hanging right now. Another 2-2 and another foul to the <laughs> left. It's not as strong as it was when it blew that piece of cork board off and hit me in the top of the head, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Two balls, two strikes. You can actually sit here in the press box in our place and – not have to have a heavy object on top of your scorebook. 
Out in front again. That's way down. Left field line and got a lot of that one. But yeah, that might have hit the the, the concession stand, which is uh, off in foul territory, off beyond uh, the left field barriers. There's a hill behind the left field fence and a uh, picnic shelter on top of that hill. Another foul off. Oh, to the he left. nearly got Jeremiah Boyd on that over in the uh, in the. Boyd standing, uh, he's not on deck. That's uh, Brett Coker on deck, but uh, Jeremiah's standing in the in the dugout. Another 2-2 pitch. Swung on, hit into right center field. Both outfielders on the run. The right fielder's going to get there first and make the catch. Four out number one. I was amused by uh, on a recent Braves telecast by Jeff Francoeur when he first came up, and uh, it was uh, Jones playing center field. He's not a bad center fielder. Anyway, I'll finish that after Coker looks at this first pitch, and he takes it high for ball one. Anyway, Francoeur said he asked uh, Jones, well, you know, how do we play this when I'm playing out there with you? He said, if you see me running, you get out of the way. If I'm not, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Ground ball left side. That's through a base hit. Rolling down the left field line. Caromed off the shortstop's glove, who was deep in the hole. Yeah, they, that's got to be a single all the way. Designated hitter, number 33, Jeremiah Boyd. So not, quite a, not quite an infield hit, but uh, close to it. That, now, that will be the third hit off Tesh. Yeah. Coker is at first with one out. Here's Boyd. Singled and flied out, one for two. First pitch in for a strike, nothing and one. He was the first batter to face Tesh in the fourth inning, and he lined a single to center field. Coker at first. The pitch. Swing and a miss. Just saw Jalen Wirtz going down to the Raider bullpen, so I suspect that means... Justin Lee will be on in the uh, in the bottom of the sixth inning for the Raiders. Two strikes to Jeremiah. The pitch high for a ball, one and two. Coker likes to run. He's had more attempts, stolen base attempts, than uh, any other Raider with 20. He has been successful 12 times. One ball, two strikes the count. Check of the runner, he's draw a throw over there. I have to wonder how many of those eight times he was caught were because he started on uh, hit and run plays that didn't. Ooh, inside, that one gets away from the catcher. No, it hit Jeremiah on the foot. Yeah. That's why it got away. Umpire. Uh, Puts his arms up. Jeremiah hits down to first. So Boyd hit by a pitch will 
Go to first and Coker will go to second. First and second one out for Jackson Galloway. Hit into a double play in the fourth inning, although he hit the ball as about as hard as you can hit one, but it was right at the shortstop. Tesh checks the runner at second, delivers. Galloway takes it outside, ball one. Called a balk. So the runners advance. That will take the double play possibility away. And that means that that, uh, that was a no pitch. So it's a no count. Even though the pitch was out of the zone. So a fresh count for Galloway for second and third. The pitch inside. One ball, no strikes. You could probably hear that one pop the net. The mitt right uh, in front of us here. We're that close to the plate. Galloway five for eight, which is 625 average with runners on third and less than two outs. Breaking ball stays high. Ball two, two and oh. Corners are in, first and third in. Middle infielders are back. And the pitching coach is going to make a visit to the mound. Very slow. AJ Gora. That's a. Does that look like a, I've got a pitcher in the bullpen that I need to get some more time walk to you, Dick? Well, I can't see their bullpen, but that, that's <laughs> a possibility. Their bullpen is uh, hidden behind a fence, which is behind the first base dugout. Which means they've moved it because that bullpen used to be behind. Uh, the right field, wasn't it uh, in that screened area back behind the thir- uh, the right field fence from the foul pole back over towards uh, right center? I don't recall, John. You were here last. I, I'm it's been a while since I've been here. Yeah. So two balls, no strikes to Galloway. Runners second and third. Coker at third. Boyd at second. One out. And Tesh sets that right foot on the edge of the rubber and comes set. The pitch is swung on, drilled to center field. That one is going to be in for a hit. One run will score. They will hold him at first and third as the throw comes in. The runners had to kind of hold up to see if that ball was going to be caught. But Galloway gets an RBI single, and the Raiders take a 3-2 lead. I told you he liked to hit with runners in scoring position in less than two outs. Yes, you did. Coker in to score, and for Galloway, his 16th RBI of the season. 16 RBIs for number 16. Here is Jared Vitato. Oh, it moved over to third on the play. First and third, one out. Vita toe two for three with runners in third and less than two outs. Strike call, nothing in one. This is a good opportunity to, to tack on some insurance runs. And the pitch is swung on. 
hit to left. It's going to be a foul ball, that, and yeah, it's going that, to be out of play. That uh, dropped. Uh, there's the fence that runs down the uh, left field foul line. That ball dropped just in fair on the uh, in play side. So two strikes to Jared Vitato. 0 for 2 in the game. He's flied to right, grounded to second. Fly ball to right here would uh, would be an RBI. Beatle standing in after a throw to first. Another throw over there. Galloway back. So the Raiders have taken a 3-2 lead with a run here in the sixth inning and are threatening to get more. Here's the pitch. Vitato takes it high. Ball one. One and two. Looking at uh, the way Tesh's numbers shake out, you've got to wonder here if maybe he's they're going an inning too long with him. Come set. And the pitch is inside, ball two. Uh, catcher Barton wanted that call, but didn't get it. No. Two and two. Say one thing for the plate umpire, Mr. King. He has been very consistent. He has. Can't complain about the way he's called this game at all. Two balls, two strikes. Swing and a tap foul behind the plate. A little bit. Out in front of an off-speed pitch, and the count holds at two and two. Left-hand hitter waits. Tesh with a two-two pitch, swung on and missed. Beat two down on strikes. That's the second out. That is the first strikeout for Tesh. And it's going to be up to D.J. Wright. Walked in the second. Had an opposite field double in the fifth and scored the Raiders' second run. And now we're going to have another visit to the mound, and this will make mean a pitching change. So we're going to have a pitching change for the Bruins. While that is taking place, we'll take a break and be back with more baseball. Raiders leading here 3-2 in the sixth on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school and stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. 
It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Third pitcher of the day coming in for Belmont is a right-hander, Caleb Geiswhite. 6'2", 190, a sophomore from Greenbrier. Making his 15th appearance all in relief. He's thrown 20 and two-thirds innings, given up 19 runs, 14 of them earned on 28 hits, 8 walks, 23 strikeouts. But he's also uh, hit three batters, which is uh, uh, certainly something we've seen before. 6.10 ERA. A one-and-one record with one save. Opponents hitting 322 against Skies White. Of those 28 uh, hits, 11 of them have been for extra bases, including six home run. He attended White House Heritage High School and will face D.J. Wright. D.J. has been on base both times with a walk and a double. First meeting between these two, Wright was 0 for 4, so a little better here later in the season. Jeremiah Boyd at third, Jackson Galloway at first. The pitch, Wright takes it high, ball one. One ball, no strikes. Raider first baseman. A native of Murfreesboro, played at Blackman High School. And hits it solidly into right center field. Everybody on a long run. They're not going to get to that one. One run is in. Here comes Galloway rounding third. The throw will not be in time. And the Raiders tack on two more. Two run double. It is a 5-2 game as D.J. Wright gets his second two-bagger of the game. Got that into the gap. uh, um, Into, let's see, that was more... uh, Right uh, or right center right? Or <laughs> it wasn't a, a, in a, a unusual gap, but uh, got it to the wall and uh, two Both runs. Both those scored. runs charged to Tish. Yes, and that uh, will. Uh, and here's Jennings with a shot to left field, a base hit. Here comes Wright, headed for home plate. He's going to score, and the Raiders lead it six to two. So. Gabe Jennings on the first pitch, a sharp single to left, scoring DJ. Center fielder, number seven, Luke Vincent. And that run is charged to Guys White. Runner at first, two outs, all of this with two outs. Closes the book on uh, Simon Tesh. He goes two, uh, two and two thirds, gives up uh, four runs all earned on four hits, no walks, one strikeout. Better is Luke Benson. 0 for 1 with sacrifice fly. Runner goes, throw to second, is not in time. Gabe Jennings swipes second. Only his third steal of the season. So he's down there with two outs. And a one ball, no strike count to Luke Benson. Eighth man to bat in the inning. Luke swings and misses, one and one. That was not his home run cut. No. 
And that was not a fastball. One ball, no strikes. Jennings at second. Still two outs here in the sixth inning, and the pitch to the plate. Swung on, foul straight back. One and two. So the Raiders have scored four here in the sixth inning. And lead it six to two. The pitch popped up. Foul ground. Catcher off with the mask. I can't see it. They John. ran out of room. It uh, hit on top of the Raider dugout. Went out of my uh, uh, that's, vision. That's why you got your partner here, Dick. One and two the count. Take care of those foul balls uh, on the left side. On deck hitter is the leadoff man, Eston Snyder. One ball, two strikes, the pitch. Swung on, hit into right field. Everybody on a run, and drop. nobody's going to get there. Another run is in. Benson's on his way to second. He is in there sliding with a double, and the Raiders lead 7-2. to two. That one a ball hit. Almost off the handle into shallow right field, but nobody could get to it. It uh, just kind of dropped into that Bermuda Triangle, and uh, now we've got it. we've got the ninth hitter of the uh, or ninth batter of the inning, and uh, that's going to get the pitching coach out again. 